Welcome to the podcast. This is Mostly True Stories, number 12. I think you'll enjoy it. It's really a couple of stories rolled into one, kind of like a fried stew. There's potatoes, carrots, some meat, vegetables, whatever you got on hand. There's always rabbit in the fried stew. And pepper. Pepper, you know, was more valuable than gold back in the day. When eating, not accumulating wealth, was the top priority. My, how things have changed. When we arrived to our 20 acres of Montana, we didn't know what the hell we were getting ourselves into. If we had, we had never left Arizona. Our 20 acres was part of a thousand acre ranch that the rancher was going bankrupt and needed to keep the bank at arm's length, so he subdivided it. We were the first to buy, and for you city dwellers, 20 acres sounds big, I reckon, compared to your backyard where you're squeezed up tight against your neighbors. Um, It is big, but it was just right for us there. We had the uh, entire south side of the mountain to ourselves uh, for the first few years. I called it my mountain. To get to us, she had to follow a trail. Not a road, but literally two tire tracks in the ground. And at spots where the water would accumulate, you had to go back or drive around it. But when it was dry, um, the ridges in the rut would rip your muffler off like it owned it or something. So all our vehicles over the years always sounded like we were poor and we were in the early 90s 20 acres cost about twelve thousand dollars there but the owner financed it so we just had to pay five hundred dollars down and sign on the line no credit check or anything the first thing we built was a chicken coop that spring. Um, it was eight feet by eight feet, maybe. I covered it with plastic so we could live inside before the chickens did, um, which gave us a home base so that we could build our cabin. And it really pisses me off when people say they built their damn house because what they mean in fact is that they hired a contractor to build it while they went to work to pay for it and they never struck a single nail on the head now we built our house all 320 square feet of it while we lived in the chicken coop my two daughters wife myself and the two dogs Hannah and Ruthie they were half Rottweiler and half chow. Uh, because we had a bunch of straw bells around, 
By the way, that's what we used to build our house. I'm one of the two original founders of the straw bale movement. Um, anyway, straw attracts rodents because they need it to stay warm. And the first night the girls were sleeping on foam mattresses on the floor. The dogs were laying next to them. And I'd hear the little patter of feet run across the floor. Then suddenly a loud munching noise. Then another one would run across the floor and another munch. The dogs were snatching the mice and eating them, which is great in my mind because I'm thinking, heck, that's going to cut the cost of dog food down quite a bit. Over the years, mice did become their main food source. But my wife panicked in the night and told me to grab the girls off the floor and bring them into our bed. But I wouldn't do it. Heck, what they didn't know wouldn't hurt them, including mice crawling over them every few minutes. They were sound asleep. They were fine. And the dogs ate good that night. But to this day, my wife cannot look at a picture of a mouse without getting sick to her stomach. I, uh, the next day, built uh, a shower out of a few pallets and a black eight-gallon plastic barrel laid on its side. The, the black allows the water to heat up as the sunlight is absorbed. I think the barrel previously had syrup in it or molasses maybe. I got it for free. As you know by now, I have visions and dreams that tend to come true. Not always. But one night I had a weird dream about the shower. I dreamt that there was dead mice in a barrel above the shower. See, you had to leave a hole in the top of the barrel so that the water would drain out, giving you water for your your shower, your bath. I would have covered it with screen mesh, but we didn't have any money, and let alone the town was 17 miles away. I kept the, the dream, the vision, to myself all day. But at the end of the day, my wife said she needed a shower, and headed out. I was sort of in a tough spot. <laughs> uh, should I tell her or not? I kind of struggled. and What I did was I just went over to the shower and watched and saw yellowish water come out of the hose. Uh, not a good sign. As I got closer I realized that it really smelled bad. But Kathy has no sense of smell. I couldn't take it any longer, so I yelled at her to get out of the shower. and She ran out, bolted out, thinking that there was a snake in the shower. I reached up and took the barrel off the top and started pouring it out through the top hole. And out slid a swollen 
bigger than usual mama mouse and a bunch of dead baby mice. My wife started vomiting. It was gross as hell. I had to take her to the pond a couple miles away so she could bathe there. But when we got home, I told her about the dream I had the night before. And I saw flames in her eyes. And she reached down and grabbed a piece of firewood I had chopped the day before using both hands reaching back over her head she heaved it straight at my head everything just went in slow motion I saw this wood rotating end over end as it approached its target me I didn't have a chance I didn't move I was frozen and it went right past my ear. We both just stared at each other for a moment and then started laughing so hard we fell to the ground. Just laughing at the stupidity of all of it. It did teach me an important lesson. When I have premonitions about ucky things like that, I share them before they happen. Anything is better than sleeping next to a rotten mouse smell for a week. And while many of you are struggling over whether to buy your 8-year-old child an iPhone or a $400 video game, just remember this. Some kids are sleeping on the floor with mice in a chicken coop. And they learn to read and write by lantern light. So if you ever are dumb enough to match your child up against mine you don't stand a chance because some of them had dads that were willing to pay a steeper price for the things that matter share the podcast with your friends talk again next week